BDSM intro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just jumping right in. Yeah. But yeah, they um they had tree trimmers out today, and you know how that's like incredibly triggering after the great uh, scalping yes. of the eucalyptus trees a couple years ago. Uh huh. Anyway, in like 2020, we had a conversation with them, but where everything like felt a lot better. But I realized we've been living in this house for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Like fully seven years, almost eight years. Uh huh. Anyway, so and like at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a conversation with them that I thought went really well. And so I wasn't stressed out about the tree trimmers, but I did like go out and talk to them and basically say like, we're still trying to create like visual distance between our house and their house. Right. So the fluffier you can leave it, the better. They ended up taking it much shorter than I would have wanted them to. Uh-huh. But anyway, they were standing outside when I was letting Mac out one more time before running my errand. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, did you see? Like, I'm kind of worried about bark beetles because there were a bunch of these insects in our pool after they took down the eucalyptus trees. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to, like, feel defensive about that because if there are bark beetles and this tree does need to be, like, fully taken down, I right. will thank the tree for everything it's given us and be okay with it because that's just how ecosystems work. Right, right. Anyway, I don't even know if it is that kind of beetle. Nathan was like, you should send a picture to the entomology department at UCR and ask them to take a look at it. (laughs) Or, I don't know, just look online yourself. (laughs) I know. I was like, I feel like Google Lens would also be helpful in this situation. Yeah. But anyway, we had like a totally nice chat. Like we talked about how... It's Frank's 70th birthday tomorrow, and all six of their children and 17 of their grandchildren will be hanging out in their backyard to Uh celebrate. And so it's, like, so good that it's been so beautiful. Like, it's probably, like, been low to mid 80s which is so perfect Mm -hmm. especially for like a backyard party yeah um but yeah i just feel like so proud of how grown up i feel when Uh i have conversations with them because like i don't get defensive i'm not like i'm not getting anxious because i reckon i think the ultimate solution was that when they finally hired a surveyor to come out and confirm the property line right i suddenly didn't have anything to worry about anymore right right because now they know, too, uh-huh. that that part of the, our yard is our yard. Right, right, right. And you don't so have to anticipate, like, just, any kind of fight at any time. Right, exactly. So there's not that, like, clenching anxiety of, mm-hmm. like, oh, God, is this going to turn for the worst? It's just fine. Yeah. And I'm, I'll never be their friends because right. they're 70 and I'm 36. <laughs> but also because... I don't think that we're really, like, the same kind of people, necessarily. They would love to, like, display their nakedness for the whole neighborhood to see. No, I would. No, I would say you prefer to do it in the the privacy of your backyard. Of my own backyard. (laughs) No, they don't seem to be naked people, which is probably part of the problem, is that they don't know how badly I would like to be in my backyard naked. They think I'm a regular person who just can, like, be clothed in their yard. But no. No. I would prefer to be as little clothed as possible at all times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was just great. I just felt so accomplished. And then Nathan's in L.A. for a work thing. So he's like in meetings and presenting to people all day oh. long. So I called my mom to be like, guess what? It went great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I had a successful human interaction, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> I have officially crossed over into adulthood. <laughs> I know. It's just like nothing makes me feel like more of a grown up than talking to neighbors who used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Just like casually and calmly. <laughs> and I had I had the neighbor tell text a picture of the beetle that he or of the beetles that he saw sorry mac is barking it's in the background I my dogs are blessed cannot. one this one is yours it's fine we're just yeah gonna, listeners i have i have 
put in warnings in the show notes, but just expect it from now on. Like, right, exactly, because we're no longer recording no. before everyone is awake, awake or after everyone exactly. is asleep the way that we used to. Now it's like the middle of the day. They and our dogs want to be involved, okay? Yeah, exactly. We can't help it. She came up with me because she wanted some string cheese, and now she's sitting right behind me, staring out the window, oh. screaming at people walking by. Of That's course. So anyway, I just, like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if there's something going on with just, like, my own self confidence or something yeah. but I just feel like there's just like a major I'm feeling wh- and this is maybe what people always told us like uh-huh. when you're in your mid-30s you suddenly just feel this your like brain sense chemistry of just goes <laughs> yeah like I just I, and I'm like I still obviously get anxious but yeah. I think that I'm like like outside of the th- the feeling that I'm constantly forgetting something uh-huh. which is still sometimes happening right like I'm confident in my own behavior yeah like I feel like I can go into settings and not panic about like you know saying something stupid or doing something stupid right and I feel like I used to feel that way and then from like you know 23 to 35 ish Uh I started really second guessing everything I did but I'm feeling good yeah I think it's also like confidence in you knowing that you've done all that you can to appease people right you know like as you know I think part of it's brain chemistry because we were in our mid-30s but just also in general like we've we've been respectful to like to people as much as we right. can and we can't yeah like control the reaction to that and so right. it's kind of out of and our hands. Also I know that in all of my interactions with these neighbors, I have felt fine about my own behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never been the one who's been like aggressive mm-hmm. or screamy. Like right. I've always stayed pretty calm, cool and collected. Right, right. Except for the occasional tear when things were pretty tense. Yeah. But anyway, it just was great and good. I just yeah, it just felt really good. I'm just excited to like they were like, We'll try to keep the noise level down and I was like, Oh my god, don't even worry about it, you guys. It's Frank's birthday. Like have as much fun as you want. Yeah. It's so lo- and also I truly do feel that way. Yeah. I love hearing people having fun parties. Aww. Like how fun is it to be like Look at all the joy in our neighborhood yeah. right now. We have like people screaming and jumping into pools and like having a fucking blast. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I love. Yeah. That's what I want in my neighborhood. Yeah. Rather than, so, than like people screaming each other for like yelling right. reasons, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Angry. Which when I was a little kid, when I was a very small child, like elementary school, there was a house on our street that had screaming in not a fun way oh, a lot. And no. like it was so disruptive to all of our spirits. Like they lived three houses down. And me and both of my siblings would always, like, sleep with our heads at the foot of the bed, which is still a coping mechanism that I have. But it was just, like, a weird, like, this feels wrong Uh sort of reaction of, like, how do I make this feel better? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it was was just, like, I just, you know, successful human interactions. It just can feel so good. That's exciting. I know. And I'm so excited for today's episode of Wildly Tarot. Is is that the intro? Yeah, that's our intro. There you go. (laughs) I mean, I feel like... Welcome to Wildly Tarot. When you click on the podcast, you know what it is. So Right, exactly. It's not a surprise. (laughs) We're not on the radio where we have to, like, announce ourselves to the new listener. That's a really good point. (laughs) Well, so I recorded an episode of Collective Scream with Natalie and Jackie, which is... I think I've talked about it on Mm -hmm. this podcast, right? Where it's like... This one specific group chat, there's only been like five episodes, but it's just like different iterations of the same group of people who are just talking about shit that they love or want to scream about. Uh But the problem is that we, it's like low pressure. Like Natalie does not edit it. She just releases it as recorded. Uh Like it is very low pressure. 
So we just record via Zoom because Zoom is not great for podcast recording because you can't get the... I think you can do a setting to get individual sound recordings, but it's oh. really inconsistent. So yeah. it's not that great. But the problem with it is that it's also super good at blocking out background noise. Oh. So... In Collective Scream, we start by screaming, uh-huh. and it always lets us scream for half a second before it perceives it as background <laughs> noise and shuts it completely silent. So if you listen to the most recent episode, okay. I was the only one who screamed, but also it's like, ah! And then suddenly there's, it just has to go into the intro music because there's, like, nothing else nothing that can else be there. done. It's like it the screen got you. cut off. We have to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zoom was like, she doesn't mean to be this loud. This is a professional system. <laughs> exactly. You oh, so lunatics. <laughs> that's really cute. We're like, whoops. Ooh. That's exciting. Oh, you know what I just realized? What? Maybe I'm feeling all calm because it's Scorpio season and Scorpio I've... and Taurus are... Well, it's also, I think the moon is in Taurus too or something. Something just went a Taurus via like... Chani- Chinese app. I also fucking love fall. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. love it. My backyard, or my oh, the whole grape arbor is starting to drop its leaves. Ooh. My backyard is filled with birds and, like, dropping leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's finally not 100 degrees. And I just am feeling really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's just I'm and I did it my first ever Kipper reading today in preparation for our episode today. And I can't wait to tell you about it because it kind of relates to all of that, too. And also the podcast in general. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna be terrified, right? Like I shouldn't be like scared. No, 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 no. It's actually like no, no, no. This is not like a podcast is ending this again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So now the podcast is over based on one Kipper reading. Yeah, our first ever Uh, Kipper reading. It's yeah, my first ever Kipper reading. (laughs) Can you imagine? That's how much I trust Thomas and (laughs) Ciolo. We'll blame them for the downfall. Yeah, exactly. You could take it up with them. No, that's not at all what it was about. It was like so affirming and fun. Okay, just really like kipper cards it turns out i can't wait to talk about them yay i'm excited but i guess i should find a tarot deck that i want to read with because oh, yeah. we do have questions and stuff to start with yeah i know oh and you do you have all of your boxes yet it seems like no i have like way more set up i have like five more left to shut up <laughs> i've been joking you sent a lot of stuff i sent 20 boxes Korea. Like, yeah, exactly like 20 boxes, I'm pretty sure. I still have, like, five more left. Absolutely wild. They have been slow. Like, yesterday's box was torn on two sides and almost fallen apart. Oh, no. Oh, no. What was in it? My drill. <laughs> oh, that's right. And the books. And Esther, our, well- and our Wally Tarot me, book. <laughs> you texted me this morning to be like, or yesterday to be like, I got a drill. And so I have my Friday plans. Yes. Set, and you have gotten a ton of shit done today. <laughs> I did. Well, and like, I'm already, because like, I just, I know that it, dad has a drill. I can always like walk over, but I also the same time, I'm like, no, I want my drill. Cause this is like, it's like a right. nice, it fits in my hand properly. It's not too heavy. Right. I right, know how long right. the battery's going to last and I don't have to like give it back, you know? <laughs> and it also just feels like, it's kind of like when you get a haircut and you're like, feel a little bit weird about leaving the hair behind. Is oh, that yeah. something that everyone experiences or just me? <laughs> just it might be think. a witch thing specifically, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, bye hair. <laughs> And that's why I like cutting it myself, partially, in addition to my lack of impulse control. But one of the reasons that I like to cut it myself is that then I get to throw it in my own garbage. Okay. But I feel like when you're doing like homemaking stuff Uh or like like nesting things, you're like, I want this to be my stuff that I'm doing this with. Like I want to do use my tools and keep all of my own scraps and dispose of them the way that I want to. Like it's a little bit. (laughs) 
quartery, but I, I just feel that. I understand. Yeah, well, and there's also, like, personal motivation, too. Like, oh, I have this tool, so I have to use it myself. Like, instead of, like, yeah. ah, I can just do whatever I want to sort of thing. So. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I've been going a little wild with the drill today. You must feel so great. I could Maybe go it's more wild. It must be the moon being in Taurus. I think but so. Did that just happen? I think, it, like, I got Chani's notification, like, at, like, noon my time or whatever. So something just the last went to Taurus. The last three, I was in my office mm-hmm. uh, Thursday and Wednesday because those are the days that I go in. And I cleaned and reorganized it's, my entire office. It's this There's something season. going on. Because my yoga teachers yesterday were like, um, so Jenna is currently like br- toothbrushing everything in her house right now. Like, <laughs> and reorganizing it deep down. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So there is something, something in the air right now. I love it. I love it so much. It feels so good. And honestly, like I'm even uh, releasing a lot of like I have so much laundry I need to fold, which is the story of my goddamn life. <laughs> yes. But I'm not even making myself feel guilty about yeah. it, which is part of the Kipper reading from earlier that we'll go into in a little bit. But uh-huh. it's just like it's just a fact. But I'm not feeling overwhelmed by good. all the tasks that I have to do. I'm just feeling like that's another task. Yeah. Good. So I'm in a really good mind space, which Yay. feels miraculous because that's not always the case. And right. also now I'm rec- I'm remembering what our first question is and feeling a little bit like an asshole for talking about how productive and, <laughs> that's okay. and useful, air that's okay. quotes, I've been. <laughs> that's just what you're I guess you have to... and feeling right now, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And we all know that by the time this is released, people will be like, how you doing? Still feeling productive? And I'll be like, like I haven't moved for seven hours. No, no, it's 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 a passing thing. And we have to, like, claim the moment now or it's going to just right. totally go by. Exactly. Because next week, registration for winter starts for my students and uh-huh. I will be feeling much more stressed out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> We're just doing our best. We all right. Best. So you're in charge of picking. Oh, the card I'm in charge today. of cards today. Okay. Okay. Three, four, five, six, seven. Our card of the day is the Seven of Swords. All right. Oh, what deck are you? This is oh my God. T- Tear of the Holy Spectrum. I thought that was a big rat. Oh. <laughs> but I'm now recognizing it's it a as shadowed a human and figure. puffy pants. Yes, he's puffy pants. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was like the bottom half of a rat, oh. rat standing on I can see how you can, like, if it the face this direction, it kind of looks ratish. I could see that. <laughs> and and the tail is the that tail other sword. The tail is the leather so sword dragging behind. I like the Seven of Swords for an episode where we're talking about something that's really new to both of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we're yes, doing yes. that info gathering stuff. Yeah, it's, I am excited. I always I always Me like seeing too. a seven of swords, as people know. So, yes, as as people know, and tag me constantly in their seven of sword draws. Like, thanks for calling me out, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know. I like it. <laughs> I think I it's cute that it really helps. I appreciate have a more that my mom card. that I come to. It's a very Leo thing that I come to mind for one specific card for everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> What could more could a Leo ask for, to be honest? I know. I know. I wonder what card I come to mind for. I would guess two of swords. Two of swords for me. Yeah. Which is so weird because neither of us are very swordsy, but we have these, like, really strong associations with specific swords cards. I know. Maybe that's why. Maybe we need to deep dive into that some episode. <laughs> I think it could be because it, like, isn't necessarily something you would think you would associate with us. Yeah. Maybe we're actually like very intelligent, swordsy people, but we just don't recognize it in ourselves. 
or we just have brain chemistry that makes us like flaily humans 90% of the time and then like thoughtful, smart humans 10% of the time. And it's that 10% that influences our cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd buy it. You know. Just as likely as anything else. <laughs> well, our first question of the episode is from C. And she says, I had a really intense summer following several months at a demanding new role at my company and a breakup. I found myself with a severe case of autistic burnout. I was signed off of work for what ultimately was about a total of 10 weeks. I had come to suspect and accept that I was autistic several years earlier, but I didn't realize the full impact it was having on my life until these last few months. Now I'm back in the office in a less people-y role with luckily supportive management. I'm also trying to figure out what a sustainable life looks like for me. My questions for the cards include, what are the best ways to make my home life more sustainable? Or my life more sustainable, sorry. My life more sustainable. What areas of impact am I overlooking when it comes to my autism? Honestly, why can I not talk at three in the afternoon? <laughs> I should only, I should know after doing this since what, 2017? Uh-huh. We've been podcasting together for seven years, six years, that I need to give you only two paragraphs before you start really losing it. <laughs> No. I'm like, is it a reading thing? Is it a brain? No, you, I think you've just been talking for long enough and your brain's like, and that's it. We're and that's done. it. We're done. Uh, and uh, honestly, would love your thoughts on questions to ask the cards when it comes to my neurodivergence. I'm still a bit uh, at a bit of a loss, but I think I remember some ADHD discussed on the pod. So perhaps you have some ideas. Awesome. So we're definitely not experts in autism at all. No. Neither of us have that diagnosis no. or suspected self-diagnosis. Right. Right. Um, But I do feel like there's a lot of overlap in resources for people with ADHD and autistic people just in the world because a lot of people have those together. Yes, yes. It's overlapping for some people. Absolutely. So I think we've probably talked about her before, but Casey Davis is a big TikToker who is also not autistic, but is really conscientious of like task accomplishment stuff Mm -hmm. that people with ADHD struggle with. So if that's a component of your experience with autism, I would definitely recommend her. Yes. Her book is How to Keep House While Di- While Drowning. Yes. Not while dying. While drowning. <laughs> and it's so helpful for anyone who's just like kind of feeling a little bit like their brain doesn't function the way that other people's mm-hmm. brains function. Yeah. And they need a little bit more like. I feel like simplified stuff. You know, it's like very like concise. You don't have to read, like, you don't have to read, like, 400 chapters to get the meat. That's the other thing, is that it's a very short book. Yeah. So it's not, like, trying to make you overthink things. Right. It's, like, giving you directions. Yes. Which I think is really helpful. And it's not giving you, like, uh, 400 bullet points to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So that's nice. But I do love the idea of asking cards about which ways to like make the new normal yeah your quotes yeah feel more sustainable yeah i like that i feel like i could probably go the rest of my life without anyone saying the new normal but it's always in conjunction with the pandemic and yes. this is just about something else so yes. it's fine it's fine <laughs> the context is different oh and i'm using uh thea's tarot oh yay which i'm so excited about that is so exciting she popped up with the Queen of Cups when I asked if she wanted to in- be included today. Okay, so sustainable like, oh, yeah. life for yeah. C. Sustainability in life. What? Where is this number? What are you? <laughs> I feel like I know what this card is, but there's no like number on it. And so I'm like, counting oh. how many? <laughs> Please hold. Because everything else has numbers on it. What is going on here? 
Oh, there yeah, it is. I'm fully I, having... I found I found the tent. I found the X finally. <laughs> it just was tiny. <laughs> you can cut all of it. We don't have to. Okay. So, what did you get? I got the Ten of Swords and the World. Oh. <laughs> And I got the seer and the creator, which is the high priestess and what's the magician? No, the the high priestess is three. So what the hell's two? The magician, (laughs) right? No, no, no. Wait, magician. Wait, wait. Magician is one. Okay, magician is one. (laughs) High priestess. I hate that the full is zero. Because why are we starting at zero? Okay. (laughs) Also, how long have we been doing this that we're still like, wait a second? Wait a second. Okay, zero (laughs) is the full. The magician. The high priestess is hierophant is five. Uh, uh, Empress. 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 (laughs) Duh. Creator. We're idiots. No, we're not idiots. We're not idiots. It's just every deck decides to name it its own thing, and they all overlap, okay? <laughs> and even numbered, I was like, wait a second, am I losing it? Okay, so I got the High Priestess and the Empress. Duh. If I'd read the definition, which is uh, not a word, but nurturance, love it. Fertility, fruitful action, and development. If I'd read that, <laughs> I would have gotten fertility, the Empress. You got the Empress immediately. <laughs> I only saw nurturance. <laughs> I was like, that's not something I'm familiar Nutrients. with. Nutrients. <laughs> like, so I don't even read it. <laughs> it reminds me of the all of the um, Will Ferrell sketches about uh, George W. Bush, like, making up words. <laughs> that's what that sounds like to uh, me. It's true. Nurturance. Nurturance. Uh, okay, so you got, sorry, the Nine of Swords. The and Ten of the, Swords in the world. Oh, Ten of Swords in the world. That's a lot of major arcanas. That is a lot of major arcanas. But it also feels like a like a closing of one thing and the beginning of another thing. Like yeah, mine are 100%. all very much like closing cards, and yours are very much yeah. like opening renewal cards. Opening cards, yeah. yeah. So I think like this is coming up for me a lot today because when, as we'll talk about in a little bit, in Kipper cards, you're not really ever like looking towards the past. It's always really future oriented with Kipper cards, and that's what this kind of reminds me of. It's like a reminder that you have to just like be done. Mm-hmm. Like you did everything, your world, your previous world is over. It was exhausting. Uh huh. It was confusing, I'm sure, in a lot of ways. And now it's done. You have, you can put those swords out of your back and stand back up and move forward with more Empress and High Priestess energy. So I think mm-hmm. that the way to make it more sustainable is just to really turn inward for a second. Yeah. And to also think like, what would I like to be nurturing more of? Mm-hmm. I have to make these decisions for myself because the old things that I used to care about nurturing are not something I need to be worried about right. anymore. And that things that you did in the past, like leave it there. Don't try to re- like, mm-hmm. don't try to say like, Oh, well, this kind of worked for me. Let me try to redo it. No, you have to start yeah. from scratch basically is what 100%. I feel like it is saying. I totally agree. That's also definitely the vibe that I'm getting from it. Yeah. Do we want to maybe pull each a card of just something to maybe focus on specifically? Maybe like a direction to go in as far yeah. as like building something sustainable. Yeah. That My dogs fun. are going crazy. So everybody welcome to I the Wildly Dogly podcast. <laughs> yeah. Back is now fully asleep. Actually, I'm going to take a picture of her inside. She does this when she's up on this window seat i love that her her meaty little leg is hanging off the back there like a little ham bone don't you love it (laughs) i love it when she lays i love when doogie does that too because his little meaty leg is just and your mic fell but it's okay (laughs) it's okay we have to get the dog pictures exactly it's worth it i need this (laughs) 
We're going to have somebody unsolicited, unsolicitedly message us to be like, I noticed your audio quality got kind of weird. Do you need to pay a professional editor to fix it? It's like, no. No, we intended it to be this way. We're too obsessed with our dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have very important things to do. And so important, in fact, that we stopped talking about this question that we were in the middle of so that I could send you a picture of how cute my fucking dog is being. Uh, it's right here, too. So I'm going to immediately put my code in and open it because I have to see. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Her little face is in the pillow. Her little face. <laughs> it's in the pillow and her little hand. Look at how it's like against the it's wall. It's against the wall. And she's fully inside that pillow. Yeah. Oh. And then her little She's like covering leg. her face. Like, like the sun is too bright for her. Yeah. She's just a little dog trying to be in the sun. <laughs> I am obsessed with her so much. If it weren't clear after doing this for years, I'm obsessed with my dog. I just love how she lays on that thing. It oh, just kills me. She's so cute me. and so cozy. Also, did I fully... Oh, yes, I did. I fully, fully dropped my... It's okay. My dogs are going haywire, so this is good muted time. So it's fine. <laughs> just a big chunk of missing audio. Yeah. All right. Kate. I'm going to pull a card for a direction to start sort of like... Empress and high priestessing towards. Yeah. Oh. Oh. What did you get? I got the Wheel of Fortune. And I got the Three of Pentacles. Oh. I kind of like that. Uh -huh. It's sort of like putting together a new team so you can kind of like experience life as it's happening yes. to you. With support around yeah. you so that you're all kind of working towards collective goals. Yeah, it feels like less like structure because to me, the Wheel of Fortune is like more chaotic. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm -hmm. the emperor. The emperor is very like structured routine stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. This, the Wheel of it's like don't force yourself into this like super structured thing. You know, like yeah, let stuff happen. Let to stuff you, happen to you and have like, a good community around unfold. you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Create that community, especially people who can help you with like the tasks of mm -hmm. your life. Yeah. Because yeah. it is the three of pentacles, pentacles. Not like the three of cups. It's yeah. like very like the actual physical stuff that's going on in your life. Create a support system so you guys can kind of like weather changes together. Yes. 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 Agreed. I Ooh, love it. I'm so excited too. for you. See, that was fun. Yeah, and friends in the <clears throat> Discord or the Facebook group, if you are autistic diagnosed later or as a child or whatever and have advice for C yeah. about adapting to a diagnosis, I think that it would be appropriate to share some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Anecdotes are always helpful in our community, so friendly and nice. Yeah, yeah, our, we have an amazing community. Yeah. yeah, people want each other to be successful. Yes, yes. Awesome. All right, and my question is from Joanna. Joanna, I'm gonna say Joanna. And Joanna says, I've been feeling a bit down with my life and was wondering if there's anything in the cards about a romantic relationship and or what I should be doing to open a door for that possibility. Okay. When was the last time you got a ro romantic, romantic relationship question? question? Like a year. Probably. <laughs> People come to us with work stuff. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I love it. And I also like not that we were we were hard on romance questions, but we were very much like that doesn't need to be the focus well, of everything all the time. When you were married, yes. if you remember correctly, you were actually very anti ever reading for your own romantic yes. relationship. Yes, I never <laughs> read my own. In retrospect, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, the cards would come up. 
I would just be like, no, we're not dealing with that. <laughs> not no. me. This can't possibly be about why. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Okay. How would you? No. Yeah, All right. Exactly. So, Joanna, romantic relationships. Okay. Anything? Why don't we pull for romantic relationships and then also do a second pull for like anything to get her out of the rut she's feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want to deal with the rut first and then romantic relationships? Let's let's see what the rut is about first. Okay. Maybe and then you know that makes any sense. And then an additional draw for romantic stuff. Did you see how hard that was? I did. <laughs> this deck is kind of too slippery. I sort of wish they'd chosen a different Oh no. cardstock. Is it just gloss? Yeah. Oh. And it's like so slick. I wish I wish people would consult us about cars. <laughs> like I just think this would be stronger and more of like a craft paper finish uh -huh. because it is so like obviously handmade. Yeah. It's all woodblock prints. Yeah. I think more of a craft paper finish would have been Yeah. Fantastic. But also I'm like just so grateful that it, it, it got it reprinted exists in the world exactly. that I'm not gonna be nitpicky. Yeah. <laughs> but also when we it's hard when there's two shuffles. Permission to reprint it. Right, I, I'm like flinging stuff around. You've been, it's been like four me. times in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> that the listener has yeah. not seen. <laughs> right. I'm like having to do like acrobatics to get these cards back together. All right. So Joanna's rut. Do you want to do what's causing it or how to get out of it? I'm going to trust she knows what's causing it. Okay. How so to get, how to get out of it? She's yelling. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> How to get out of it is the more important part. Yes, exactly. It doesn't really matter what's Oh, wait, I got to put, wait, wait, I, I lied. I need to put cards back in. <laughs> I sort of start counting all over again. I, I know. I'm like, dang it. I forgot to put last. I'm, and now my cards are fleeing everywhere. What is going on? <laughs> Daylight, man. I swear to God. We're vampires. I should only be recording at night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Joanna getting out of this rut. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to pull two. What did you get? Oh, I, shit. I pulled two as well. I pulled the three of cups and the ace of swords. We're having a really different experience <laughs> for, with this. <laughs> well, but for both of our readings, like I was like the past stuff and yours was like the future stuff. So, <laughs> well, I freaking hope not because okay. the cards I pulled for how to get out of the rut are the three of swords and the tower. Maybe just like totally rethinking relationships and yeah. friendships. Like, what did like you get again? I three know, of cups me... and the ace of swords. Okay. So like, just a whole, like a whole wash. <laughs> I the ace of swords definitely replicates that. Yeah, it definitely uh, confirms that. Because we got three of swords and three of cups, so that kind of feels like yeah. there's lots of and the tower, like lots of pain from previous relationships, whatever the capacity was. I think friendships yeah. because it's not like a two I think of cups. 100%. I was going to say, I feel like it's one of those things where sometimes you get stuck in a rut because you're hoping that people will go back to the way that they used to make you feel. Mm -hmm. So if there's a friendship or like a lingering past romantic relationship, you need to let that be fully destroyed. Because the thing about the tower uh -huh. is that the tower doesn't partially destroy no, no. itself. It no. needs to fully come down. Yeah, yeah. So if there's still pain... In those three of cups things where you know that you used to have so much fun together and uh -huh. now you're like kind of feeling 
in a rut because things feel so different and maybe you're feeling a little bit more isolated and lonely, uh-huh. let that fully come down right. so that it can be over and you can complete the tower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes groups like friendships or friendships in general, you grow out of, and it's okay to leave them behind. Like, right, and kind of the Ace of Swords sort of makes me think that maybe you learned something about the people in your life mm-hmm. that changed the way that you could interact with them. Yeah, and perceive like you, things. With, you got new information, yeah, yeah and yeah. suddenly you knew too much or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was just like not going to work. So yeah. I feel like the key to moving to get out of the rut is to let everything be done mm-hmm, right and to not try to hold on to it right because to be like this new information like the ace of swords with the three of swords that that somehow has caused pain and you yeah. don't need to like put yourself in that position anymore like the towers right. like do away with it you're you're let, better than that. yeah and the towers especially like let it be done yes yeah yeah, move Like, on. it has to be done, done. Yeah. And then you'll be able to get out of the rut because you won't be kind of looking over your shoulder still being like, but look, you can still see half the tower smoldering. Yeah. Maybe there's something still back exactly. there. Oh, I want this little string that I keep, can keep pulling, you know, to yeah. go back. No, it's it's everything's like, you're, you can't unsee what you've seen. Everything's yeah. done with. You need to just keep going. Right, exactly. And that'll allow you to get out of the rut. Yeah. The sense of we're not looking back. Right. Yeah. Because that rut is like holding you back from the potential that's there. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so cool to see four cards that seem not totally linked with each other come together in that way. Yeah. Tarot's great, Esther. I, I like this thing. I do too. We should we should maybe make a podcast about it. <laughs> you know, try our best. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So then I guess... Romantic maybe, relationship? Like, what does that look like in the next let's six months Let's pull the vibe. Year? Yeah, let's pull a vibe for, like, romantic relationship okay. opportunities in the next six months. Okay. Six months. Six months. Okay. That's plural. <laughs> that, was, that was supposed to be plural. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so next six months, romantic relationship. Pss, or ship. Yes. You can be Polly and Marie. It's fine be like relationships plural well, i mean maybe it was was it the was the three of cups indicating that maybe it's there like, was some, it's like, like three different people of... that are like holding up wine goblets together so well that's normally what it looks like but... <laughs> i mean i'm just saying it wasn't like romantically entwined but i know that's true but i do feel like because romance is on her uh-huh. mind maybe, right i don't know um, what is the Amazon in this card deck? Is okay. Page. What did you what get? What did you get? You okay. first. I I got the Amazon of Swords. <laughs> okay. And of course, as you may imagine, the Amazon of Swords is. Uh, knight? I think knight. This feels like a knight. It is, yeah. So okay. the weird thing is it's mother is king, daughter is queen, Amazon is knight, and child is uh, page. Okay. So the knight of swords and the four of swords. Oh, okay. What did you get? I got the empress and the four of wands. Oh, so many number repeats. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's like, chill out and it'll happen naturally <laughs> like well, the empress is like there's manifestation stuff happening uh-huh. already within you and yeah. i think that the page yeah i feel like the page of swords is kind of like or the page of swords the with the four of swords is sort of that's what i meant knight of swords 
Knight of Swords with the Four of Swords is interesting because they kind of have like two sides of the same coin uh-huh. where it's like one is moving forward and the other one is resting. Yes. Like very explicitly resting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of like allowing yourself to feel both of those things mm-hmm. will allow the stuff that's already kind of growing inside of you to come out and be celebrated and acknowledged and seen. Yeah. And that is what could lead to a romantic relationship. Yeah. It's just like, let yourself rest when you need to rest. Let yourself go nuts when you need to go nuts and just keep kind of like, like, I guess healing and supporting your own self, Mm -hmm. your internal self. And then, you know, within the six months you'll have, a lot of growth and celebration opportunities. Yeah. If you just let yourself rest when you need to rest and let yourself play when you need to play. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I like that a lot. And like that growth is going to show and do whatever for you. It's not like you need to make something happen. It's already happening naturally. So don't stress about it and don't feel like you need to like be doing or like grinding for Tinder or grinder, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying or to make a pun there, use. but it didn't quite work. So <laughs> we we lost it like three quarters of the way in, which is fine. It's sometimes fine. that happens. It's fine. It's awesome. Fine. Well, I'm excited. That I know. Like I'm excited to allow Joanna to allow herself to let everything collapse so that mm-hmm. she can move forward. Yes, mostly. agreed. And then like listening to your own self is so crucial for us to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. And this is a good time for it because shit over the next six months, you know. We go through a really slow, quiet period mm-hmm. where you should be spending time looking inward anyway. Yeah. Even if the world around you is like, and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and we got to buy, buy, buy and we got to go, go, go. But mm-hmm. you know that internally it's like the time to be listening to your own needs. And yeah. winter is so good for that. Yes. Yes. So go with that natural rhythm and don't try to guilt yourself into doing anything necessarily. Just right. All vibes. No stress. Yeah, exactly. Well, good luck. I'm excited. Yeah, good luck. Keep us updated if you can. Woohoo! All right, deck of the week. Yay! Deck of the week, deck of the week. I'm really excited about that. I, this deck. I feel like we both had it for a while, yes. and I had not even opened it yet because I was like, I don't know how to do Kipper. Uh-huh. This is totally new to me. <laughs> um, but we are going to be reviewing. Well. Reviewing, I would say, is maybe very loose. Maybe introducing. Much... Yeah, introducing and exploring. Yes. The Seaborn Kipper. Yay! Which is by, the artwork is from Ciolo Thompson, and the book is from Thomas Withold, who is Thomas from Hermit's Mirror, who we've talked with on the, the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we had him on right? the podcast, and I think we've To reviewed... talk about the Line Strider. Line... Nope, not Line Strider. That is the Ciolo Thompson. <laughs> Lifeline Tarot. Yes, Lifeline Tarot. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes, because I, my brain is so bad with things. And I was just so enthusiastic about this specific deck that I didn't do enough, like, uh, fact-checking of myself, of my brain. <laughs> it's okay. So, Kipper. Let's talk about Kipper. Yay, Kipper. I think that I'm going to be really into this uh-huh. just after one single reading. Good. Using it. Yay. I think uh-huh. for me that it's easier to do than Lenormand, but oh. very similar in vibe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like, I don't want to say Lenormand for dummies. Okay. But I do want to say Lenormand for Hollies. Or <laughs> I think it's more of like Lenormand for visual storytellers. Right. Maybe that's true. Or more literal, literal, uh, literal imagery. Yeah. More literalist. 
So first of all, the booklet is really small and I feel like I would read four times as much of this from Thomas. He does Mm -hmm. such a good job of explaining what Kipper is and how to use it. But I was like, give me more. Like I want more of this. Yes. Agreed. He's like so good at explaining how things work, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because he teaches tarot classes too. Um, And I just feel like in the first like four pages, I was like, oh, okay. Uh Yeah. I get this. I totally understand. And the reason that it seems similar to Lenormand is that the cards are a Lenormand card size. And also it has the same number of cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm sure that there's like, there's not much history of Kipper in the book, which I guess is really the only like downside to it Mm -hmm. for people who like to know, like, who is this named after? Right. (laughs) Or whatever. Right. Um, But... There, I could see there being a lot of overlap between Lenormand readers and Kipper readers because mm-hmm. it is kind of literal. It's very, it feels very structured. And even the first spread in the book, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is so helpful. Yeah, yeah. So it's also a, a type of cardamancy that you would use a grand tableau style reading for. But I really like that Thomas sort of introduces it with like a, you don't have to start that way. You can start it with just single card pulls. Mm-hmm. Here's a really basic five card pull, which is the one that I did today that made me laugh and I loved so much. Uh-huh. And it just, it seems so approachable. Yeah. And then that paired with the fact that I've always been obsessed with Ciola Thompson's mm-hmm. artwork. Yes. It's just like a match made in heaven for me. Yes. Agreed. And so Thomas talks in the booklet at the beginning of the booklet that they were talking about working on a project together and he thought it would be funny to do a Kipper deck that was super sea themed Mm -hmm. because of a Kipper being a type of fish. Yes. (laughs) And then having it be ocean themed. And that's so perfect for Ciolo's style of art because she already has, she has such a natural, an interest in the natural world Mm -hmm. that her art, which is line strider tarot um, is probably the most notable one yeah is so well suited for sort of like the watery mer people vibe mm-hmm. of this and so it just like it strikes a lot of my interest i love the cards i think they're objectively beautiful with the watercolor and the line drawing mm-hmm. um i'm also just on a personal note feeling very warm towards ciolo specifically right now because when my friend Susanna died apparently they knew each other oh and ciolo was like always commenting on Susanna's partner Neil's posts for the gallery uh-huh. um, when she first fell ill. And then when she died, just being like, we love you. We Aww. love you. So I'm like, oh, Ciolo and I actually have like a, some, a beloved person yeah. Yeah, that we share. Um, so I'm feeling especially warm towards her. But even before that, yeah. I've always loved oh, her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we've, we've reviewed two of her decks, three of her decks. Yeah on the podcast already, like immediately when they came out pretty much. Well, and also with Lion Strider, I feel like that was like maybe the third deck yeah. I ever bought. Yeah. And, and people were like, Oh, it's cardstock sucks. And now I'm like, <laughs> like no, it's cardstock was fine. Yeah. People are so complaining. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we've, we've loved CLO for a long time. Cause I feel like even on the podcast, she was like one of our first reviews. Like, yeah. I like think early she, yeah, on. I, I think so. Maybe not even on wildly tarot. Yeah. Because it was, it was the deck that when like initial stuff started happening kept giving me the world wheel of fortune mm. and so like i just like that i mean it was a very honest and like deck whatever so yeah and her art is just so pretty it's so good it's so good 
so I guess, well, I want to tell you about my reading, but first I want to talk a little bit more about the structure okay. of the deck. So, okay. um, it is all, it's 36 cards, which is kind of to be expected. One of the things that I really love about what Thomas did with the booklet is he, it's like a full color, little tiny booklet mm -hmm. and he has the images of the cards, but then also the meaning and then questions from the deep, which is, are like questions to ask yourself if this card is coming up and mm -hmm. then an affirmation attached to it, which as you know, we love it when people do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it makes it such a complete vibe. Yeah. And also he starts with like introdu introducing how they came to create it. And then also there's a final note section that Ciolo wrote about decisions that she made about the art specifically. Mm -hmm. And you know that we're total suckers for that. I know. I th I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I, so I'm, it starts with. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I was saying, like, I just so the listener understands, I supported this deck on Kickstarter, received it, did a reading with it, and then packed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have. Like, I thought it was mass market, but I also there, no, it, it was Kickstarter. Kickstarter first, and then it like immediately went mass market. Got picked up, yeah, because Ciola's worked with uh, Llewellyn a yeah. lot before. I think they have her other decks. Yeah. So. I think that I also backed it on Kickstarter. Because Kickstarter, like, I, I believe the, the cardstock is different on Kickstarter. It's like a more like paper mat from Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what I have. Okay. Which I love. Yeah. It's so good. So, and then I also know that there have been like name changes that I thought were like brilliant with Kipper. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know enough about actual Kipper. So maybe you can speak to some of those. Um, but I don't have the book in front of me. But like, I feel like they renamed like Rich Girl to something different or like there were some like name changes that were either like gendered or like their meaning has slightly changed. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. the way that like the old meetings were like traditional meanings don't really quite, I don't want to say fit, but they're not like modernized or inclusive. So, right. so they, and they do a good job of it because now that I'm looking at it, it does say the original uh, title in parentheses on the card. Okay. So like an example yeah. would be wise one used to be called good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's called wise one. And then in parentheses, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still see the original names. You're totally right. Mm -hmm. But also good lady now has been renamed to caring one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really nice way to sort of de-gender it. And mm -hmm. then also it starts with, just like in Lenormand, the Queerant cards. And they call these Principle 1 and Principle yes. 2. Love that. And for Principle 1 and Principle 2, there are two cards for each of them. So you can kind mm -hmm. of select which represent you in representation. I do think that there's, like, some neutrality enough that it's, like, you can just kind of see which colors you vibe with the most right, or right, whatever. There's right. a lot of different ways to select it, but you have the opportunity to mix gender or make it as am, uh, ambiguous as you want, mm -hmm. which is always super appreciated. Yes. So yeah. I, I love those choices. Those. It was, it was like, I was like, thank you. Finally, like, cause I've been looking for t a Kipper deck for a long time and oh, I just was you? never drawn to one. Cause it was either like way true, like, like way too Victorian esque or like too yeah. traditional. And I was like, but that doesn't feel like me. Like I don't feel represented in these Kipper decks. So this is like right. the first Kipper deck that I was like, Ooh, this like hits like a niche that I need. So. Yeah. And so the other interesting thing about Kipper is that the cards are like not symbolic the way that they are with Lenormand. Mm -hmm, it's not right. like ring means marriage. It's that there's an actual card that means that says, says and is called marriage. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so then you see that and you don't have to take it as a literal marriage. It could just be partnership or whatever. Yeah. But instead of it being a symbol, mm-hmm. it's an actual like, like a scene. identifying thing. Yeah. yeah. A whole scene. Yeah. So it goes the, uh, the principal, like queerance, marriage, meeting, wise one, which is traditionally called good Lord. Mm-hmm. And it, that means older man, father, grandfather, advisor, also good news, wisdom, or sturdiness. Mm-hmm. Great, great keywords. Yeah. yeah. Caring one, which is good lady. Letter, which is tradis- aligns with the Lenormand, like mm-hmm. communication messages, all of that stuff. False person. So rather than it being a snake, we don't have to have the snake imagery yeah. for being sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Just falseness, rep- misrepresentation, etc. Change, journey, win lots, which is the luck card. So mm-hmm. instead of a clover, it's just an actual win card. This is, I think, such an impactful name change. Playful one and ambitious one used to be rich girl and rich gent. Yep. And I love the differentiations between playful one can mean young woman, sister, daughter, lover, etc. But it's also about play and pleasure yes. And beauty and like light sort of not frivolous, but like joyfulness. And so the Uh playful having it be called playful one Uh rather than rich girl takes the spoiledness out of it. And like the weird gendered, like girls don't get to act that way. Uh huh. Right. Right. The the funny thing about that card was, is that, like I said, I did like one reading and then packed it. But the one reading I did with that card was actually like I drew that card for a negative person in my life, but she was not a serious person. So like I was like, so so it like even plays on that, like that she like I was like, oh, I drew that. I'm going to see her at the gym, basically. And I saw her at the gym, you know, so it was just like, like, oh, she's going to be there, you know, so I bet I know who it was. Probably. (laughs) <laughs> probably isn't it wild how she had such a huge impact in your life and now you never have to see her again because I know. you don't live in korea who knows yeah it's yeah. just like who cares who cares nobody <laughs> anyway <laughs> and then for rich gent changing that to ambitious one brings in the competence and uh-huh. professionalism but also like being really lucky and it yeah. doesn't make it a masculine card despite yeah. the fact that there's a man on it and it used to be called rich gent it's just like it can just mean uh-huh. like financially lucky or financially hardworking or yeah. whatever you need it to. And it doesn't have to be competent person, like someone who's driven. Like it doesn't have to be a gendered card. In right. Ugh, and for so. that, it's like questions for the deep from the deep. So you could be thoughtful about it is in which areas am I most competent? Mm-hmm. How can I ensure that I'm rewarded for my efforts? Like that's the ambition. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about re- being a rich asshole. Yeah. It's just the ambition. And I just love that. And then the affirmation for it is I invest my resources wisely to support my long-term goals. Ugh. Like I love that as opposed to rich gent mm-hmm. being and like, especially this is an ambitious. Well, because of like all the implications of like how wealthy people are, these days if it makes any sense like right. well it, maybe that's also the difference is that it used there used to be such a big middle class so upper uh-huh. middle class people were like the rich people you knew and they were like still normal people but right. just like ambitious or whatever now it's like there is no strong upper middle class it's only people who are like abusive billionaires mm-hmm. or people who are like fine right or right. less than fine right. like there's not that big chunk of the middle so that that's another reason to remove the rich language from it because i think that now rich is like Elon Musk, you know, uh-huh, like, right. May he, his name never be mentioned on this podcast again, but like, it's not just like somebody who wants to get value out of their work or whatever. right. Right. It's somebody who's exploiting others to get value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then there's sad news, which again, I just like how literal it is. Mm-hmm. 
success and love thoughts, which would be plans, strategies, contemplation, stuff like that. Gift child, which again could be a literal child or a new project creation, stuff like that. I'm going to try to not say stuff like that for the rest of the time. That's okay. <laughs> uh, funeral instead of coffin, house, living room, military, courthouse, theft, high honors, great fortune. So great fortune is interesting because there's also the win lots, which mm -hmm. seem like they'd be a little bit similar. But great fortune is like miraculously great. Mm -hmm. And win lots is like, Something easy that came to you. Mm -hmm. Unexpected treasure, expectation, prison, official matters, short illness, sorrow, murky thoughts, work, long way, and then the last card is hope or mm -hmm. great water. And so it seems like that's like kind of a lot of cards that could be sort of negative, but even something like prison, it's like restriction and control, not yeah. literal prison. Right, right. Or you know, court or funeral, obviously death, serious illness, but also loss or closure. Mm -hmm. Like there's just all of these. I think that Thomas did a really good job of making it so that even the negative cards, negative cards have like ambiguity so that when you're doing one of these larger spreads, it doesn't have to be so intimidating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then the spreads that he suggests that ones that I feel like I will start out with for sure are the five card cross. Okay. Or the nine card square. Okay. But what I did today was the five card cross. So mm -hmm. visualize it. You put one card in the middle. Okay. And then one card on each side and one card above and be and below. Uh-huh. And so you can do this like with Lenormand where you are either setting a center card if you have a specific question. Mm -hmm. Like I have a question about my partner. Right. So I'll put him as the center card and then pull cards around it. Or you can just pull all of them naturally, which is what I did. Okay. And then, which is so funny when I tell you what cards I got. Okay. So then for the uh, card above and the card below, the card above is the top thing that should be on the top of your mind about that situation or person. Okay. And the card below would be the under the surface stuff that might be impacting the situation. Okay. And then the cards on the left and the right are not a past and future, the okay. way that it sometimes could be read, especially with tarot, but with other stuff too. The card on the left is um, something that is part of the central focus, but isn't going your way. Okay. So like a negative component of how things are progressing because mm -hmm. it's so future oriented. Right. And then the card on the right is the card in the front of your central focus. So that would represent what you're approaching. Like okay. What you're getting closer to. Okay. And so then if you are looking at that and you're not sure what it could mean, you can look at the directionality of the figures on the cards, like mm -hmm. what's open to each other, et cetera. But the, I love the idea of, Basically something you're aware of in the situation and something you're not aware of above and below. Mm -hmm. And then a negative thing that's impacting the situation or that's making it harder. And then the thing that's coming up for you. That okay. You should be aware of. Okay. So it just feels very like neatly packaged. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like you're stuck in the past somewhere. It's progression forward, which I like. Right. Exactly. So with the nine card square, you start with those same five cards, the one in the center, uh -huh. one in the top, one in the bottom, one on the left, one on the right. And then you add in one in the upper left corner, 
one in the lower right corner, one in the lower left corner, one in the upper right corner. And those cards are helping with additional mindset information. Okay. Okay. So you're not adding more stuff that might happen. It's more like, how can I be thinking about these things? Mm -hmm. And then you sort of read it as like a full-blown graph, which I wow. think is so cool. And I've, I've still never been brave enough to do a grand tableau with Lenormand. Uh-huh. So maybe this is like common with it, but I just feel like Kipper is sparking something in my brain that makes all of that stuff feel more approachable. Good, good. Which I feel excited about, you know? Yeah. Like, how fun is that? Yeah. And then they also did their own spread called the Seaborn spread, mm -hmm. which is what is rising to the surface? What current do I need to stop fighting? How can I make the most of this wave? Where will I find easy movement? What's about to crash down? How can I, ex how can I prepare for what comes next? And what would be great to try to experience during this? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I think that it just feels so, I don't know, straightforward to yeah. me. Like I haven't felt this way about like a new divinate. Cause Lenormand, I, you have gotten so much out of Lenormand uh -huh. and our friend Logan has gotten so much out of Lenormand. I still find Lenormand a little bit opaque. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I get so in my head that it mm -hmm. doesn't read as easily for me as it does for you guys. Which I obviously know is like nothing about me. Like right, it's totally right. fine. We don't all have to be experts at every single right. fucking method of divination. <laughs> like that's for damn sure. But using this deck for just one quick reading before I had to go run an errand before we recorded the podcast, I was like, wow. It's like nice this... something clicked. Yeah, it just felt like it clicked. So I'm going to tell you the cards that I got. Okay, okay, okay. What was the, okay, I guess I'll, I'll find out. Would you tell me the center intention? <laughs> yeah so i didn't set it i pulled it okay. randomly okay and what i was thinking about was because i was getting so much done this morning and i was like oh esther and i are recording which obviously i'm very excited about but i was feeling a little bit of like a maybe i'll ask her if we can wait till three which you oh. know sometimes some weeks we have this thing where our brains are like no i'm not ready today oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, maybe maybe later maybe yeah. we should do this later but i was like no i miss esther i haven't seen her for a week and a half yeah i'm excited to record why am i doing this so that's what i was thinking about when i pulled the cards okay and the center card that came out first was work okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> and i was like all right yeah okay okay kimber gets me we're doing this like, today. Just okay. immediately <laughs> yeah exactly they're like oh podcast concerns here work <laughs> okay so the card that i pulled for um i want to use his language because i really liked it mm -hmm. hold on one second let me get back into this book uh the card on top so the top of mine for me was good lady aka caring one okay which seemed very obviously you like oh. you're on the top of my mind when okay. i'm like thinking about this and like is this a good time? Or I'm feeling like, you know, reluctant to sit down and get started or whatever. Uh -huh. And then you're on the top of my mind, which oh. is true because I'm like, well, you know, I, I want to talk to Esther and I'm right. excited to talk to Esther. And then the card under the surface that might've been impacting my enthusiasm about the situation was house, oh. <laughs> which cracked me up because the reason that I was feeling reluctant was that I have so much shit I need to do around my house uh -huh. right now. I have so much laundry to fold. I have so much cleaning to do. And also you're like demoing your entire oh, yeah. house today. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that's kind of under the surface of me being like, you know, 
gung ho, let's do this now is that right. both of us are like literally working on our houses. Right. And right. So to <laughs> pause that to do this instead uh-huh. is like in my head. Yeah. It's kind of under the surface. Okay. I was like, yes, that is what's <laughs> under the surface. Like, okay. what the hell? It's That's so, so right. cute. <laughs> I know. I was like, how, like, good job, freaking Kipper. And then the card that is behind my central focus to represent what's not going my way or why I may be feeling reluctant is official matters. Okay. And again, I have actual work that I should be doing right now instead of recording the podcast, (laughs) like my actual job. Uh Uh-huh, right. Official matters. Official matters. Emails to get to. And the funny thing about the official matters card is that it's a stack of files. Yes. (laughs) And one of the work things that I have that's kind of standing in my way of my enthusiasm for the day is that I have to go through fall graduation applications, which aren't literal stacks of files anymore, but Uh functionally I'm going through a stack of of files. files. Yes. Yes. And then the thing that we are looking towards, Uh that if we can like kind of move towards it, everything will be better. I got good Lord, which I thought was fun to get good Lord and good lady. Yeah. But good Lord is, or, oh, a wise one. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Is what it's called. Uh, Good news, advisor, wisdom, and sturdiness. Oh. And I was like, yeah, following through with recording today is giving advice. Uh It is following through. Uh It is sturdiness. Mm -hmm. It is like established something that we do and that we're good at. Right. Right. And it just, I just laughed. I was like, yeah, (laughs) this is exactly what I'm feeling. Good. Good. And it just, it's, it was so clear. Uh And I was like, I haven't had like a multi-card spread with something totally new to me where Uh I felt like immediately transformed yeah. like this probably since I picked up tarot. Oh, wow. Like, oh, cards. Yeah. Cards can really do something for me. It mm-hmm. just felt so like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a minor situation. Like mm-hmm. I have an, a bunch of errands to run and a bunch of shit to do. And we're recording today and I'm feeling reluctant for some reason. And then suddenly I'm like, yeah, you're feeling reluctant because of all those other things to do. But keep in mind that you get to hang out with Aster. Uh huh. And that this is something that you love and you're really strong at and yeah. you're really good at. And then, and you just do it. Yeah. And it sure enough worked. Hey, (laughs) that's really cool. So I loved it. I just feel like this deck is just like, and maybe it's Kipper in general, but I also, because I love Thomas and I love Ciolo so much, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, there's just something about this specific deck where if you're thinking about picking up Kipper, this is the one. Yeah. I I honestly think it's this specific deck. Like I've said, I've been looking, I had literally been looking for one for like a year and a half, two years. And wow. that one so was... So you've no. Do you think that it was all the Tony stuff that made you try to get... Made you well, because I've been curious about Kipper because of Tony stuff and Lenormand, because they're kind of like sisters in a sense, or like, tw- yeah. you know... That's like, a good way to think about it. You know, so I... But again, like, there just wasn't a deck that I felt could encompass me. Does it make sense? Like, I don't... Let that, like, I need, like, something specific, but, like, Victorian art, woohoo, you know, like... Yeah, we've had enough of it. (laughs) You know, so... We need no more. Right. And then some of the modern decks just weren't reflective. And so I think this one is just a really, like, one that was so well thought out. And all the name changes were, like, spot on. And just the artwork is beautiful. Again, CLO's, like, handiwork. And then Thomas, the way that he wrote it, was just fantastic. So... It's just so I think it's just a great... From my limited experience, it's just a great like beginner Kipper deck for the modern person or right. something. If that makes sense. Well, totally. And I'm even like going through to kind of try to find the cards that I resonate with the most right mm-hmm. now. 
And there's so many really thoughtful moments. Like for the false person card, it's a mask and she painted it so that you can see through the mask to see the shark swimming around behind mm-hmm. it. So there's that element of not seeing a true face and yeah. threateningness with yeah. the sharks. And it's really pretty. And it's it's just like it's such a good match of everything. Yeah. I absolutely think that Murky Thoughts does the same thing because the watercolor of the mermaid's hair kind Mm -hmm. of goes behind its head, too. And it's this stormy gray, which really does a great job of representing Murky Thoughts. But there's also like kind of hope there. Like she's sort of there are other parts of the card that are bright and colorful. It's just the thought processes that are murky. Mm -hmm. And she has everything she needs in her arms. She's like clutching all of this stuff to her chest. Uh And I just feel like in a murky thoughts situation, that's so is how it feels. Right. You're like, I have everything I need. Why can't I get through this? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just is so it's just so strong. I love the meeting card, too, because it's just like these beautiful mermaids kind of swimming together. Mm -hmm. One of them is sort of in the background and is less uh, saturated color. And one is in the foreground with super saturated color. And it just feels like so exciting. There's a lot of promise here. It's kind of sexy, honestly. Yeah. And but like the 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 deck is super sexy. Like there's a there's a daddy in there that has a nice beard. He's older. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you, Ciolo. But I just think that it's like, and even though the child card does have a naked baby on it, you know, the I'm whole deck still just, yeah, it just doesn't bug me because I think everything is so strong. Mm-hmm. I just think that she just really, really, really did a great job with the art and then paired with Thomas's words and great job of explaining stuff. Yeah. I just feel like if you're interested in Kipper at all, this is definitely a deck you'll want to check out. Yeah, and, and it's, it's available in mass market. Yeah, and it's so approachable. Like I think that's also a thing where like other other decks may not have felt as approachable as this one does. Yeah. So. And if you're somebody like me who feels like they want to be into Lenormand because of how how straightforward mm-hmm. it is, like it doesn't get fluffy, but you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the symbolism and yeah. maybe like now, now I have to care about what cards these like mm-hmm. playing cards these are associated with. Yeah. If you're feeling overwhelmed by Lenormand, this would be a really great entree into this style of reading mm-hmm. while you get kind of used to it. And then when you can make associations with like the ring and marriage or whatever, right. it might even make le- learning Lenormand easier. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So thank you for creating this, you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm going to see if it's so fun. If, if hopefully mine will come the next couple days. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Cause you don't even have it in your hands. No, it's still it's in, in a box freaking somewhere. Mail. <laughs> I kind of want to buy the mass market one too, but what is wrong with me? Why do I do this? Well, because just in everything. case, because I know Well, this is why we have two of Chrisanne's like original decks and like a third one probably somewhere. So because just in case he's just in case. I also think that the book might be longer. Oh, if the book is the book that we have is 106 pages and the book that is the mass market is 160 pages. Oh, well, that's reason enough to buy it, (laughs) to be honest. I know. That's like that's like 59 more pages. I know. I think Thomas did such a good job with teaching this to us. Mm-hmm. And it just is great. Yeah, we've reviewed, just to go over the Ciolo decks we've reviewed, we've reviewed Line Strider and Other Kin. Uh huh. Yes. And I think also the Hedgewitch Yeah, we did. Oracle. Yeah, we did Hedgewitch. Hedge. Yeah. Yeah. She has another animal one called the Winter Seer Animal Oracle. Well, I know what I'm buying now. <laughs> Anyway, I love, I don't, I just feel so connected with this art and I feel uh-huh. so connected with this deck and yeah. it's just so nice to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love it. 
exciting. It's so fun. I know. Exciting. So exciting. I'm so excited to explore it more. And yeah. I just, I just love feeling, I mean, I feel this way about a lot of decks, but I don't feel quite so like this is going to be something I reach for every right. day. Right. Anymore. I uh-huh. feel like that's kind of dropped off a little bit in my life, but this may, this feels like something I'd want to reach for every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's also nice to like have that sort of like excitement because we've been doing tarot for a long time. We've been doing Lenormand yeah. and it's fun to just like find something new and explore it. And yeah. Have to fix it. Like why not? Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. That's get what that, it is. You get all it. of those goodies while we can before it moves on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I just, it's just so fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I guess that's our show. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah. With a, you about I love that. this episode. This fun episode. Yeah, please feel free if you already have this deck or if you're also into Kipper, like talk, let's yeah. chat about it. Let's chat about it in the group. Yeah. Uh, the main Lenormand group is run by a woman who we've taken a class from before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some rules in that group. Right, and right. And so we're a little bit more loosey-goosey. Yes. And so feel free to come to us about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is still the case because I think I might have even left the group. But at one point there were rules that you couldn't use anything that wasn't the traditional art. Oh, 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 okay. Anyway, that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information and question submission form at wildlytarot.com. And buy our book, which is currently supporting my TV new TV nook. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's, as it should be. It's good for home ownership as well as to read. It's yeah, very sturdy. It's both filled with information and sturdy enough to serve as a <laughs> task-oriented thing. Exactly. So it's available wherever books are sold, and we want to keep it that way. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast, at Celestial Esther for Esther, or at Holly Enchanted for me. And join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast to get in discussions with us about everything you've heard about in this episode or any questions you have. And also you can join our discord server. Yes, we have a discord and the link for that is in our show notes. Exactly. And remember go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so much. We love you. Yeah.